This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. My guest today is a 1-3 mental projector. I am so happy to have her. Welcome, welcome. Lalena. Is it Lalena, right? Lalena. Lalania, Lalania. Yeah, yeah right. it's it's welcome, different because there's a tilde over the end, but you can't oh. get in on any of the computer stuff. It's like oh, okay, improper grammar. I would have gotten it right if I would have seen the little the the little. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast, and thanks for being a fellow mental projector. I guess it's mental projector today on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to support your channel. And uh, yeah, it's a very interesting journey being a mental projector for sure. <laughs> super, super interesting experience. Yeah, I, I agree. And for me, a lot of it has been about letting go of control and what I think my life should look like, really. <laughs> You know, I totally relate to that. And I, over the last few days, had a really serious meltdown. And over the last, since January, I have had this voice going, what are you doing? Like, you're not on the right path. Like, yeah. you know, some of the, some of the certifications that I have and the road that I was on being a consultant and consulting people and, um, I'm really big into deconditioning the centers and really activating those gates, right? Like that's yeah. been, that's my story. I mean, that's my truth. That's um, how I came upon human design. Mm -hmm. And um, I used it as a tool for myself after deconditioning with Kundalini yoga for seven years. Yeah. And so that was like my path. I was like, I'm so good at this. Like I, I can see patterns. I know what's causing the shit show in everybody's life, you mm -hmm. know, just from 10 minutes of talking to them. And then I, I just would write out a prescription of, you know, do X, Y, and Z and call me in 40 days. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, I just kind of got disgusted with the coaching industry and, you know, COVID came and we all got forced to sit still, which was a huge blessing for me. Me too. <laughs> right. And then I started doing a lot of self-reflection and it, it was creating so much bitterness in my life, trying to be in the coaching industry as a consultant and, and a mental projector advisor. And yeah. in the last three days, I was like, yeah, I'm totally not going to do that anymore because I'm done being bitter. And in January, I was like, why am I doing this? Am I really going to keep pursuing this this year? Mm -hmm. So super bitter over it. <laughs> well, it's also good that you have that awareness because now you can see it and you can do something about it. And as you said, you're really good at seeing in other people the things that they need to change and like the logical systems that they need to take. But because we're mental projectors, it can be harder for us to turn that around on ourselves um, and, and do that kind of work for ourselves. So it's really good that you already have the awareness and you have so much head and Ajna energy. That's like, once you have the awareness, I feel like you're like, okay, now I can come up with logical steps to take. I know what I need to do now, <clears throat> implementing it, depending on the energy that I'm having that day, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, just for, I think for us, simply having awareness of the things in our life that are shifting and that are changing really without us doing anything about it, because it's going to happen either way can help us a True. little bit of change. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? And here's the thing is it's like, how painful are you going to let it get right? Mm -hmm. Like, and how much are you going to let that sabotage your life? And you're, you know what I mean? And you just keep repeating the same pattern over and over and over. And, um, you know, uh, the whole, what everything that's going on right now in on this planet has been a huge learning lesson and a reflection, uh, right. inner reflection, right? Like I see the patterns. I'm not new. This is my third pandemic. I'm 52 years old. <laughs> I see shit. <laughs> so um, that really helped me. And I got a lot of growth out of that. And yeah, no, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to plug myself. I don't want to do any consultations. I just showing up for you today. And that's new for me. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's it to be honest with you, it feels really successful (laughs) to say that to you. Oh, good. So yeah, so that's part of the journey as a projector, you know, what makes you feel successful? Exactly. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And it looks so different for each of us. But we are conditioned to try to force it to look the same as what we've seen it look like in other people that, you know, we've tried to uh, condition our lives through like our parents and our family and our friends and like, oh, if this is what your success looks like, then that's what my success needs to look like, or something close to that or on that level. And there's so many layers and levels to success. And it's so depends on the rest of the stuff that you've got going on or what success means to you that I think that that's wonderful that, that you're learning that for me, my success in that regard has been cutting down how much I do physical work because I, I wait tables as well. So I've had to cut down my hours pretty drastically. And at first it was scary to me financially, but now I've realized how much I've gained and I get so exhausted when I'm there just the short amount of time that I am there now. I can't even imagine how I used to do it five days a week before. Like, I don't get it <laughs> it's yeah. too much. Oh, I get it. Cause the, you're looking at side hustle mom right now. Right. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, I, projecting out, oh, I'm a consultant. You know, I need clients. I need this. I'm doing all these meditations. I'm doing all this stuff. And and our projection is really powerful. But the problem with that is, is when you really don't want it and you don't recognize that you don't want it, that's part of the projection. So you're not getting anything delivered. Right. And so right now I'm like, I'm driving, I'm driving DoorDash Mm -hmm. every morning, 730. I'm on the road and I do it seven days a week. Mm -hmm but I only can put in this, you know, two, three, four hours at a time. And then I got to come home, take a shower, relax, throw my feet up, eat some food, you know, have a little session with my son, check in, do mom duty mm-hmm. for a little bit, school, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll go back out and sometimes I won't. It just depends because I've got it. I, I narrowed it down to work best for me. Those hours pay me the most money. Yeah. Right. And that's when I'm on my best. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, the power of that projection, like that's really super important too. Cause like when you're standing there waiting tables and you're projecting out, I am so fucking tired. (laughs) How do people feel when they're sitting there at the table? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody feels us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I do a lot better with the, I only do it three days a week now. And I do a lot better with that. And I think I, I do have more energy, but only because I know that it's not going to be much long. Like I I only have a little bit of time invested in it versus most of the time that week. So I think, yeah, taking that stuff out is helpful and it's scary, but it's, I mean, it's just kind of is, is what it is. And I feel like we gain so much more for ourselves energetically when we do things like that just like you said you kind of let go of all the projections and all that kind of stuff and we just have to let stuff happen and I mean that's that's kind of a, a thing for projectors but mental projectors especially because we're so open so things are just going to go the way that they're going to go and we just kind of have to go with it <laughs> yeah and yet we are really open. Do you have the same centers that I do? I've never seen your chart. No, we're, uh, I have uh, Ajna Throve. Oh, so okay. I'm connected via the 1156 channel, which is the storyteller channel. Actually. Oh, awesome. Right, cool. Yeah. And so um, I have an open head. So for me, uh, he- head stuff, questions and worries and stuff give me a whole lot of like, anxiety and I don't know sometimes I feel like I don't know what 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 is important like what's the most important worry I think because I'm a projector I try to make things as efficient as possible just like you said yeah and so I'm like all right what's the most important thing to pay attention to right now and I like freak myself out that I'm not going to pick the right thing to worry about or the right questions (laughs) to answer and it's like it's a weird perfectionism thing too that I've got man I think that's some conditioning right there 
but I think with that's what happens to me anyway in my open head <laughs> yeah uh well you know the opposite happens for me because I have the 6447 mm-hmm. so I know I have that written down here yeah <laughs> yeah you're yeah. kind of all you're kind of all in the what does it all mean like what is life about type of headspace and for me to even go there would give gives me a lot of anxiety like to ask such a big question gives me a lot of anxiety because I feel like I have to get the answer right (laughs) well uh yeah I see I used to think that way too Mm -hmm. but I'm not I really could care less about being right at this point that's great um for me it's just about like kind of like damage control like how useful is this going to be in my life? Yeah. And, and look, and whatever it is, whatever topic, you know, there's many topics going on. There's so much going on that I have a lot to look at right now. (laughs) So it's like, you know, how's that going to play out? You know, like, you know, what's, what's going on in the world on the planet right now? Like I look at all the different narratives and the shifts and the exchanges of office and things like that. And, and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, okay, how's that going to affect me, but I'll study it till the point where, until I get like a solid foundation on it mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of let it go and see what comes back. Yeah. First yeah. Slide and, right there. <laughs> yeah, totally. But then I got to stick my big toe in a couple of different times oh, and yeah. test it out and you know, run up and down those stairs a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I come crashing down on the roller coaster, but mm-hmm. I stopped beating myself up over it, which that took a lot of growth and it took a lot of deconditioning and a lot of, um, looking hard in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm a three, six. So I, I get that because as a third line, I, that's, I mean, that's my thing is to try things out before I decide if they're for me. And that was always so hard for me because I just wanted to get things right. Like I was so hung up on things, having to have a certain outcome and then I've really worked hard on the idea that there is no outcome and that mm. that's just not, a, that doesn't exist. So I don't even put an outcome to a lot of things. That way I don't automatically pigeonhole myself into thinking something has to go a particular way. And then it's much easier when it doesn't go the way that maybe I wanted it to go a little bit, but I didn't really have anything I was hanging on to. So it's like, you know what? That's okay. This went the way that it went. And I know better for next time, I will report back to the people and we'll try this again (laughs) another way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's huge growth. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge growth and be able to recognize our own patterns, um, you know, is that's huge because 90% of the population is not even aware that they even have a pattern. They're just like, oh, my mom was like that. (laughs) all of our moms were like that dude yeah. <laughs> seven generations forward and we're passing it on seven generations or seven generations back our mom our grandma our great it all goes seven generations back and forward mm-hmm. so you know we're sitting here as um aware enlightened woke uh conscious whatever word you want to use women mm-hmm. and it's very important that we have to stand in our power. There's very loud motorcycles going by right now. It's okay. That's the power right there. Yeah. (laughs) They were revving them up too. Um, We're standing here in our power and um, we have to make choices. Mm -hmm. Like now it's not, it's no joke. Like I can't, there's no time to fuck around anymore. It's like, I have an inch sometimes. And it's like, are you going to push that inch damaging or are you going to push that inch productive like how is this going to affect your son and his kids right yeah so I mean I've really I'm really the universe has really got me squeezed in a vice mm-hmm. you know so it's like I, I'm just not willing to go through the pain anymore to make bad choices yeah well that's kind of how I think you make the best choices for yourself is when you don't really feel like you have anywhere to go, but that way that you want to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you feel is best for you. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, all these open centers, like, do you, can I ask you a question? Do sure. you mind? I mean, I don't want to like 
run your podcast or anything. Oh, no, I love questions. <laughs> okay. Um, do you find like when you go out in public that you're like absorbing energy in your centers from like, let's say you walk into a mall mm-hmm. or a yes. Walmart? Yes. I go to Walmart. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yes, I do. I think that I'm fortunate that I've kind of, I'm, I am used to it because mm-hmm. I think working in restaurants my whole life, I've always been around a lot of people, large groups of people, crowds, even if you want to mm-hmm. say it's always been loud. It's always been messy and I'm very used to it. I don't enjoy it. And I think that's a lot of the exhaustion I feel like when I leave the building of the restaurant. I, when I physically leave, I feel like I, a weight has come off my shoulders when I get outside. And I think it's because of all that going on. So I do think that I'm somewhat used to it, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I like it. And there have been times when I've gone to places that have been really crowded and I've walked in and I just looked at Sean and I'm like, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be here. I need to go somewhere else. Like can we please just go somewhere else and then we go somewhere else. And a lot of that is our open identity center or the G center Mm -hmm. uh, diamond in the middle. Um, It tells us when we're in a, it's important. Our environment is really important. So when we're a place that doesn't feel right to us, we want to go like, that's just how it is. We just want to go. We want to be somewhere that does feel right. So, I mean, if you don't want to go to those places and you don't have to, it's not, no one is here to tell you that you, that you must. So it's really up to you how that stuff works. But yeah, I do feel like when I go some places, it's too much. I'm not really, I've never really been a concert person. And I think that's part of it. Mm. Um, I've never really been like a amusement park or where there's just like a lot of people like as a choice, I would never really go to those places. So I working in restaurants, I kind of have to go, but I would never choose. I would, if I could choose where to be on any given day, it would be outside in the sunshine in like a park or in the mountains or on a beach somewhere with not a lot of people around, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Same here. Although I did spend a lot of time in concerts and crowded places until I hit my spiritual journey. Um, gosh, I was in my forties when I started, like I'm 52. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, all the way up until, um, I don't know, I think I was like 40, 40 something. Mm. And I started, I I've lost track of time. <laughs> it's okay. So, um, you know, I have a good 10 years and I'll just put it that, but mm-hmm. you know, prior to that, it was nightclubs. I started the most famous after hours on the strip in Las Vegas. <gasps> wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but it was just, just you know raves and mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, glow sticks mm-hmm. and tons of well, we can get really addicted to that energy because we don't have it and so when we're surrounded by all these different defined centers and all these different defined gates and all this stuff it feels good so yeah it's just it's just not like you said it's not really sustainable it's not, but it was the funnest time of my life. Let me yeah. tell you what, but like right now, there's no way <laughs> my son's like, let's go to magic mountain. I'm all hell no. <laughs> right. Too many people. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. I'm not a big, it's funny. I didn't even really think about it because during the, it's been so long since it's been okay to be in a large group of people that I'm like, do I even, did I even like it before? And not, not particularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with when you're, when your design has a lot of open centers is that that almost becomes the, some of the more important work, like you said, the conditioning of the open centers and the defined gates of those centers can kind of give you an insight of how to deal with that energy, I guess you would Mm -hmm. say. So, yeah, I think that's really important to look at if you are somebody like me that when you first look at your chart, you're like, what is this? There's mo- this mostly white. Like, does this mean anything? Like what's going on? But yeah, it, that's where, to me, that's where a lot of the importance lies is in the undefined centers. So yeah. Yeah. I agree too. I think a lot of the lessons, but for me, it was, there was a lot of conditioning in there that I had to get out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm still working on it. 
Well, I don't, to be honest with you is I don't believe there's ever a destination. I just yeah. think that there's more layers that come off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. You feel yeah. a little bit lighter each time one comes off and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't need to worry about that as much as I was. Or I didn't need to spend as much time on that as I might've been like, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a full-blown Kundalini yoga. I'm t- full-blown. I love it. It changed my life. It was prescribed mm-hmm. to me by, um, by my holistic doctor. Um, I think I was like 38 or 40 or something when I went to this holistic doctor because I was, you know, my son was two mm-hmm. and he's 15 now. So whatever that math, mm-hmm. don't quote me on math, but, um, you know, I was going down. I couldn't function right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. I had this two-year-old newly divorced. You know, I became a single mom at 38 with a two-year-old. Yeah. Right. So I went to this holistic doctor and he was like, okay, so your endocrine system is totally shot. You have no equilibrium. You're uh, basically, he gave me this whole list. And then he summed it up with your internal battery on your nervous system is shot. It's fried. Mm-hmm. Jumper cables aren't going to work. And so you can either go to Kundalini yoga or you can just continue to burn out and, and not be here much longer. Yeah. And so I was living in Las Vegas and there was no Kundalini there. Nobody was doing anything enlightening over there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> and I was running shit. So <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so uh, I finally came back to California with my son. We moved back here when he was um, like in first grade or something. And uh, I found a studio right by my house in Huntington Beach. And I went and I was looking around and I was like, this is fucking crazy weird. This is the weirdest shit I've ever Mm -hmm. seen in my life. What are these people doing? I'm not singing. (laughs) I'm not chanting these mantras. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. And then one day I was singing the closing song we had a long time sunshine on you and i had my hands on my heart and i just broke down sobbing and i was all the only thing i could hear was through this whole process of thinking it was the weirdest thing was dr neil said this is going to save your life that's what kept going me bringing me back right Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i had that breakdown i was hooked because i actually felt the electrical charge go through my body and yeah. that to me, I was like, oh, okay. So minus all the turbans and the white clothes and, you know, the Sikh Dharma part of it. I was like, this shit works. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's all she wrote. You know, I do it every day. Wow. It's, that's that's another- intense to do every day. Wow. Look at you. Well, cause here's the thing is you're creating an energetic container. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. So, okay, let's use the nightclub example. Mm -hmm. So I was around all that energy. It was winding me up. It was super great. It was fun. I was young. We were running Vegas, right? Yeah. Blast. And then I come crashing down. My mom died in the middle of my divorce. I get this diagnosis, right? I get this Mm -hmm. prescription. And and as soon as that started to um, repair me, I slowly got off the coffee. My sleep pattern started getting better. And with Kundalini... Um, so the nightclub was the conditioning. Yeah. Right. And then we have the ancestral karmic patterning Mm -hmm. and then of our Akashic record karma. Mm -hmm. Right. So believe me, I got a lot of that. (laughs) So, um, with Kundalini yoga, you're deconditioning those centers and those gates, and you're removing the patterning Mm -hmm. in those open centers and in the defined centers. And so you're building this energetic container of energy that is optimizing your flow. So I'm not as tired and I have such a massive amount of awareness that I feel sorry for the person that tries to bullshit me. Sorry. (laughs) Right. I know how to put it. Um, But I see things coming before Mm -hmm. they happen now. Wow. Like I can recognize the pattern when it's this tiny little pee before it gets to the avalanche. Yeah. Right. And so, um, to me, it's, it's the most priceless and most valuable personal development skill that I have ever been involved in, in my 52 years of experience. And I've, Tony Robbins even teaches it. He's charged $25,000. You go to (laughs) 
you go to a seminar, he's charged $25,000. He's going to tell you to do breath of fire. It's Kundalini yeah. yoga, yeah. you know, and he donates billions of dollars to the um, KRI foundation for the young boys school in India. That's awesome. I need yeah. to in- incorporate some of that into my practices too. I've done, taken a couple of Kundalini classes and it were intense, but afterwards it just, it felt so like you said, like I've, I've lost some, some parts of my conditioning and I was able to see more clearly. Yeah. And I know that you can take little pieces of it and incorporate it into like your regular yoga practice and stuff. So, yeah, you know what? And that's kind of like, um, I've always had this like, um, like quote tools for life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, always trying to perfect everything. I never really got anything out into the public, like no courses or anything to sell, but I do have a small community of women that still come to my classes. And like right now we're doing, um, karma clearing because remember when I was on your clubhouse? Yeah. 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 And I was talking about, uh, the, uh, solar plexus and the gate 22 and that how we, yes. And okay. So we're still in that that transit. Yeah. And that course and yeah. in the transit and the women that signed up for that, um, that new moon day, I offered to go through 40 days with oh, them. Wow. So I'm on like 15 days of doing those meditations. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a game changer. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So, but if you can like tools for life is something that I came up with one day when I was in a meditation, because I, I'll be doing DoorDash and driving down the street doing breath fire. And my Mm -hmm. car's a rolling mantra box. I'm chanting all my money mantras. And, you know, I'm getting $15, $20 rides all day long. Wow. (laughs) Right. And like, and I see a lot of people complaining that do delivery driving the $4, $3. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm putting in the work and I'm, um, I'm incorporating it in my daily routine. Um, and that was a lesson I learned because a lot of women were not coming to my classes anymore because, oh, I got to take my son to soccer. I don't have time. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of relate to that, but I would just, you know, drive down the street and breathe mm-hmm. or, you know, or chant a mantra or in the morning I do this one set, it activates your Kundalini. It turns on all of your 10 bodies. Oh, wow. Dude, you should do that. <laughs> teach it to you okay good it's super it's super super energizing like you'll never be tired ever again and i bet if you did it before you went to work you would have a whole different experience at work i, I could pro- but i could bet money on that all right well good i'll have you teach it to me because yeah okay all that stuff sounds awesome yeah yeah so yeah so i'm a firm believer Mm-mm. <laughs> Well, I'm just awesome. not supposed to be a kundalini yoga teacher or a consultant though. I don't think it's, it, it's just not in alignment anymore and I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. Yeah. But I'll teach it to you all day long. Oh, you're so sweet. And that's, I feel like that's how it works for us is sometimes people want to us to do stuff in a business capacity when we don't really mm-hmm. want to do it in a business capacity. We're just like, ah, can I just give it to you? Or like, this is so funny. We're even talking about this. I make a lot of my own skincare products, like my own lip balm and face cream oh, cool. and stuff like that. And Do you have I a used, website? I, I tried and it just wasn't, it wasn't my thing. Like I wasn't really into no. it and I wasn't really into like trying to sell it and market it and label it and get all the, you know, FDA approval, all the kinds of stuff. I just was like, I don't, I just want to make this for myself. And then if like my friends ask me for it, maybe I'll give it to them. But I've had people ask me like, why don't you sell it? Or I'll, we'll buy it. And I'm just I'm like, can I just give it to you? And <laughs> like not, not be connected to it in any sort of business capacity, because I think that's where sometimes, especially us as mental projectors, it almost feels like some of our magic and our power is, is not there or is lost because we're, we're, we're trying to mold it into some sort of business thing when it's just like, I just want to exchange energy with you. Is that okay? Like, I don't want you to have to feel like you need to pay me or anything like that. And that doesn't yeah. really work with the, the, uh, way that our society runs today. We have to make money somehow, but <laughs> sometimes it feels good to just give True. people stuff. It does. And you know, here's the thing is, um, 
you know, here, we're going to go back to Kundalini again. And so while I was in teacher training, Yogi Bhajan is the gentleman that brought Kundalini to, to the West. Mm-hmm. And so I always, I now call him my teacher, even though I've never sat in front of him, but I am trained Kundalini as taught by Yogi Bhajan. And so there was a lot of video work in that training course. Mm-hmm. He taught us that the more you give, the more you get back. He was like, just give it away. Yeah. And all of the um, really successful uh, Kundalini yoga teachers that have really hot, you know, great, huge followings, they give it away. There's a service lane in their business for giving it away. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I also think that what you said about not being able to show up, you don't want to make the labels, this, that, and the other that's kind of like scheduling for me. It's like, if I schedule a class, it'll be like two hours before the class. I don't want to go like, like, and I think this might play like what you just said to me in the beginning about the, the gate 20, like, yeah, be it in the now. I think that might have something to do with me doing it in the now too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about being present in the now and um, your your voice changes depending on the moment and depending on how you feel and depending on where you're at and it's not always going to be the same thing and you're probably like you said not always going to feel like you want to do something I feel I, that happens to me sometimes too but I think most of the time for me it's anxiety and that's why I don't want to do things to me I feel like for you it's probably just like you don't want to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I give myself a lot of anxiety around things that have to do with other people, I guess. So, um, but besides that, yeah, you're getting twenty and not being present. Why 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 are you calling it anxiety? Yeah, I think because I have an I have an undefined head, and a lot of times I just make up a lot of questions surrounding certain, like, like for instance, I have another clubhouse I'm doing tonight, seven o'clock. Anyway, um, (laughs) so if I think about it and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really fun. And then in my head, there's a little voice saying, are you prepared if someone has a question about X, Y, Z, even though I don't come to these things like prepared on purpose, it's just like an open forum for us to chat. It's not about me having all the answers, Mm -hmm. but there's this, this little voice in the back of my head that says they're coming to you for the answers. So you should have the answers. That's your ego. That too. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I I undefined named my ego, but. I, 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 well, I named my ego Medusa. Right. She's got so many fucking lanes. That she <laughs> sabotages me. Right. Yes. So yes, I named totally it, right. this, the set that I'm doing, clearing your karma and clearing your ancestral karma and your Akashic records. It's so I'm just calling it karma clearing because we're clearing karma. Right. Yeah. And it's clearing the arc line. The arc line goes from ear to ear. And so the ego resides, you got to just like starve that ego. Right. And like, that's the one thing that really kind of perplexed me about human design. I love human design and it's, Mm -hmm. it's great, but coming into it already knowing how these things operate, um, in the esoteric energetic, uh, format through Kundalini Mm -hmm. yoga, like you got to starve that ego and just come from the heart. Like you're in your heart because you're doing clubhouse and there's no forum and you're showing up, but your ego just wants to fucking kick your ass. Yeah, it wants me to, to to someone to ask a really obscure question and for me to be like, well, I know the exact answer. And then for them to say, well, thank you so much, Janelle. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm going to come on tonight and I'm going to ask you some crazy answers, some crazy questions. I'm not going to know the answer. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask so you funny. something that you know, because you know why? Self-recognition and recognition. That's what this all so boils funny. down to, sister. I, know. I see it. I love I you. Know. And I know how silly it sounds. Like when I say it like that, I'm like, okay, Janelle, that is silliness. Like that's not why we're showing up, but it's just for some <laughs> reason, I feel like I want to be, and I think about that a lot in like life is like, oh, what if I'm the person that ans- that has the answer for these people or for this person and I change their life? Like, I don't know why I think I have that much power. When you I- do have that much power though. Oh no, it's crazy. Do I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I totally relate to that, by the way, because I went through that too. And yeah. so, and here's the thing, it's just own your shit, own your power, girl. You're so powerful. That's why you're doing this. Oh, thank You'll you. Get there. You know yeah. what? 
in, in, uh, we'll do some kundalini. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's a lot of it is tr- <laughs> trust in myself. And like you said, trust that I actually, that people actually like to have me in their lives. Like, I think that's a lot of my trust issue too, is I don't like to be a burden on people. So yeah, I have to really turn it around and say, you're not only am I not a burden that, but people look forward to chatting with me. They look forward to uh, seeing me and all this other stuff. Like I put that in my head instead, because it's, I know that that's true or else they wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> like we wouldn't be true. doing this if you didn't want to do it. So exactly and, and i'm sorry for the other day by the way i totally mismanaged my schedule oh no worries girl i yeah. do it all the time all right so i want to talk about your 35 real quick and okay and and then this will probably be it for this podcast but i'd love to have you back on again anytime you, you just know, let me know i'm sure we have a lot to talk to talk about I <laughs> so you have 35 as well which is about taking as much as you can from every opportunity that is presented to you Mm -hmm. and knowing when it's time for a change and when it's time for something new. So kind of knowing when this part is over and the next part is to, is beginning and not, and having this voice of let's go, like I let's, it's time for a change. Let's go. Not like, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't know what's happening more like, something's happening. Let's, let's continue. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a cool energy of let's go, like, let's do this rather than I'm afraid to do this. So I kind of, I like that energy. A lot. Yeah, and usually, you, this is like a restless that, situation. Sometimes, sometimes it kicks my own ass though. That Because <laughs> I am no stranger to, all right, let's go. No stranger to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a restlessness and just like a impulsive nature mm-hmm. of wanting new experiences, see, wanting new things to happen and liking the feeling of new, which it is. I know it can kick your butt, but I also feel like it's kind of cool because most, a lot of people are afraid of new, so afraid that they won't do it, that they refuse it, that they turn their back and they go the same hamster wheel way they've always been going but this mm-hmm. kind of energy won't allow that for you. So that's, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it is going to throw you for a loop probably sometimes. Yeah. You know, it, it did for a long time, but you know, I mastered sounding board, which is my, is that my strategy or my authority? Authority. Our, okay. our strategy is to wait for the invitation. Okay. Yeah. I see. I, I forget. It's okay. I don't really like the way it sounds very much. So don't, don't worry too much about it. I don't wait. I don't wait. I just recognize the invitations that are good for me. And I say no to the ones that are not in alignment for me. Exactly. I'm never waiting. I'm very busy creating. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. that's essentially what it means. That's why I don't really like the term. Cause it's yeah. what we're really here to do is create what we're do what we're here to do be who we're here to be mm-hmm. and other people to come and say oh this is cool would you like this no oh this opportunity would you like to try this mm, that's not an alignment for me or I need to think about it for a little bit because sometimes we do need to take time a lot of times we can come to it quickly especially because you have defined head and ajna you can kind of conceptualize quickly how something's going to go and then go okay I accept that outcome let's go other times for other people with especially with open heads it we might need a little bit more time to be like is how is this going to turn out like I don't know how this is going to go but I feel like for you it's easier to to see how the 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 most probable outcome I'm not going to say that you see it how how it's exactly going to go but you can come up with good probabilities using your mind Mm -hmm. and stuff of how of how something's going to turn out and go okay it's probably going to go like this I'm good with that Yep. And the one, three plays a good part in that too. Yeah, it does. Cause you've had a lot of experiences cause you tried a lot of stuff and you've also have a lot of knowledge because you like to learn about stuff. Correct. (laughs) So, you know, and it's funny that you say that cause that's spot on what you just said, by the way, and that's totally me Mm -hmm. and that's how I'm operating right now correctly in my design, right? Because I figured out how to investigate and create a good foundation on what I'm interested in. And I test it out to an extent, but instead of jumping off the cliff when I'm um, um, testing it out, 
now it's like, okay, I want to investigate XYZ business. So instead of quitting what I'm currently doing, which was my pattern and jumping into something else with no safety net, which mm-hmm. was the pattern for a long time. Now I'm like, I'll watch three days worth of YouTube videos about it to educate myself on the situation. And I talk to the videos. So mm-hmm. I'm actually soundboarding. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I love <laughs> While that. I'm doing it. Like, and I'm delivery driving and talking to my YouTube channel while I'm driving down the street and I'm recording it on a tape recorder. <laughs> so that's how I kind of figured out how to stop sabotaging the situation and really live my design being a single mom and not having a lot of people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, I cause I got in the habit lot, of talking yeah. to my kid and that was a big mistake. <laughs> and then, I mean, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He's 15. <laughs> and then he's like always answering me when I'm talking to myself. I'm like, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. Me too. My husband does that too. He's like, what, what? I'm like, no, not you, me. It's, this is just me. Don't worry. Totally. Yeah. So, funny. so, so well, I think it's important for, um, anybody listening or, you know, people that are new to human design or maybe people that are fluid in human design, but that forgot that really narrow down that strategy and authority mm-hmm. yeah. and see where it works for you. Just because yeah. the sentence is wait for the invitation doesn't mean those exact words are Precisely. your strategy, right? Yeah. My strategy is invitations come to me all day long. I say yes. And I say no. Yeah, that's great. That's a yeah. wonderful way to look at it. So I hope that, um, that your listeners or anybody that this serves them to their highest capacity is to figure out how your strategy and authority operates in your energetic flow. Mm-hmm. Experiment right? with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't compare yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. There are no two pro- mental projectors that are the same. No, not even close. <laughs> we might be the same type, but we have a lot, a lot of different ways to get to get to where we're going, and our paths are definitely going to look different. And we're here for different reasons. We're not here mm-hmm. for the same reason. We do have similar capacities of energy, and we do have similar ways at which we come to conclusions and how our outer environment does help us with that and soundboarding and all those kinds of things. But ultimately what I'm here to do and what you're here to do are not going to, is not going to look the same. Nope. And we're, we're here for the other because we're projectors, but there's a lot of parts of our chart, your chart and my chart that are, that are about the individual about us as the person. So I think it's great that we both talk about how we do want to serve the people and we want to be here of service, but there's also times when we look at it and go, okay, am am I, am I serving myself at all? No, I'm not. So I need to maybe look at this again and figure out how this can work for me or take it off my plate entirely or something like that. Um, Yeah. Like instead of scheduling live classes that I have to show up for, um, I'm recording them right now when I'm feeling the urge to record them Mm -hmm. is way more in alignment with me. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And that took a long time to admit, like I cried yesterday. I was like, why am I doing that to myself? You know? And I was like, oh yeah, let's just record them when the moment strikes. Yeah. That'll probably feel a lot better for you and be more fun. Mm -hmm. It should be fun too. I think that's a lot of, a lot of times mental projectors kind of get in their heads a lot about stuff, but I feel like we should be having a lot of fun. We're similar to reflectors and their signature is surprise, to be pleasantly surprised with life and what life brings to them and what they sample. And our energy and aura is really similar to a reflector just because we have so many undefined centers similar to them. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know that. I had no yeah. idea. See, I, I've just, I haven't really studied all the types I've just been, you know, so self-absorbed as a mental projector. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot, there's a lot to learn about us and there's not a lot of information out there for us because we're, I mean, we're 3% of the population. We're a very, very rare type. So a lot of the information is not necessarily geared towards us specifically. 
So that's why it is really wonderful that you come into this with an idea of, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this on. Oh, maybe this will work for me. Or if this doesn't work, uh, I'll let it go. It's not a system that you have to grab onto and, and subscribe to every part of it. You just mm -hmm. try it and see what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. And I think that part of the open, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the expert you are, but is the open G center is that has to do with identity, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And so if you had, I'm speaking from my own experience. So I mm -hmm. have an open center and I think that because of the conditioning and the abuse and what I went through in my lifetime and past lifetimes and the generational stuff and all of it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to narrow it down to conditioning. Yes. That I literally had an identity crisis. And so I would attach to everything. Oh, I'm Kundalini yoga teacher. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm in, instead of just being me, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Me, I'm yes. a hustler. That's who I am projector yeah. or not. I'm a hustler. Yeah. That's just, and, and I was denying that. And I think that was the biggest problem is I was not identifying with my truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And trying to, I, and being the identity of whatever else I was using at the moment as a, as a growth tool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? You're total, you're totally right. The open identity center really pushes for us to pick a lane mm -hmm. to, to really pick one thing and put as much as we can into it and, and become a master of just this one thing. And it's not really, we're not here to do that. And especially mental projectors, because we're so open and the open identity center, we're, we're not here to be any one thing or to have any one career or job or life. Even it kind of just goes the way that it goes. And I had a big struggle with this too. My mother always used to tell me to, to uh, pick, to be something, to pick something, to be a soccer player or to be really good or play violin or play piano. She's like, you have to be something, pick, pick something. And it always gave me this anxiety that if I didn't pick something, then I was nothing. Right. And, and I think that, it, or like that I'm flaky and that I just can't, you know, I have to be everything. And that's not authentic. I used to think that I was being inauthentic somehow, but I think you're totally right. You're a hustler. And you're all those other things that you mentioned, maybe not all the time, maybe not right now. And it's okay that we don't have a name for ourselves. And I, I, I'm hopeful that in the future, when people introduce themselves to other people, they don't begin the conversation with, what do you do? What is your job? Because to me, yeah. that's not who I am. That's not mm -hmm. what I do in life. My, what I do in life is be Janelle. <laughs> yeah, well, if anything, COVID taught us is to look within and to see that, wow, is the narrative oddly different than, you know, there's so much conditioning, mm -hmm. you know, like, of course, your mom said that to you, because how many of her um, relatives and the different lineages and generations said it to her? Yeah, right? yeah. I totally relate to that. Like, and I found myself saying that to my son. And then finally, I was like, you could be as many things as you want. You want to trade stocks? Go on Google and learn how to, how the stock market works. You want to yeah. learn crypto? Go on Google and learn crypto. You want to go, you know, be a science major? Go do it. Mm -hmm. right? there, I don't, I so hate all the conditioning. It's so mm -hmm. bogus, but I don't know very many entrepreneurs or successful people that are only in one lane. Precisely. Exactly. <laughs> or that, or that color inside the lines at all, the all there's all figure, they figure out the way things work for them. And even if no one has done it that way before, they're not really like, well, I, I'm going to do it this way. Like, yeah. And a lot of them just aren't even sharing what they're really doing. They're mm -hmm. just showing up and um, putting icing on the narrative. Yeah. That's true. right. Yeah. Cause it's, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think we're going to move on in the new earth with any of those kind of things going on, but I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Mm -mm. Wow. So, yeah. This was an amazing conversation. I'm so glad that I had you on and Thank I, know you. I know we will do this again. I know we will too. I totally have chills right now. Cause it's just so in alignment. It was so great. None of it was planned and just it's super authentic and just, tr you know, bonafide truth. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's Love it. what I wanted out of this whole thing. So yeah, yay. I'm sure we'll have you on again, Lalenia. And uh, you can find her on Facebook if you want. I mean, she's just around. So find her, talk to her about things. And, you know, she's here. <laughs> Instagram's better. Instagram's Instagram. better. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Just Lalenia Hagen. Okay. Yeah. And I'm on Twitter, right? Uh, I just got my Twitter account back. I was in jail for, they censored me and suspended me. Oh, woohoo. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I'm on there. But to be honest with you, I'm not really on there very much. And yeah, the last thing that I was plugging was that class that I was doing. And now, since I'm going to backpedal a little bit on the consulting um, stuff, um, I'm just going to be me. You're yeah. welcome to follow me and be my friend. And just, you know, always inspirational. But um, yeah. Let's just create a community of like-minded, powerful women, and maybe we can all just get together and just bring our talents to the room and share. Oh, I would love that so much. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. All right. I have one more question for you before we sure. go. What is your favorite scent or aroma? Huh. That's a tough one. Cause I'm such an essential oil junkie. Um, <laughs> for the last, I mean, I got, it can I be got, right now. Uh, Rose. Rose right now. You Rose. Yeah. All right. I'm going yeah. a, a little different direction. Mine is baking chocolate chip cookies. Cause I, I'm, really? I'm, a, I'm like a baked good person. Are you? So the smell of baked, anything bacon in the oven like that is like, I can't, it's my favorite. Oh really? Are but I do love essential oils too. Today? Um, no, I need to like chill out on it. I've been having way too much sugar and it's been really messing with me. So I'm trying not, oh. to not get too crazy, but that's a wonderful smell. My favorite essential oil of all time scent is peppermint of all time. It's like mm. the best scent for me because I love essential oils too. I do too, but I have like, um, you know, I got the morning layer, the afternoon layer, <laughs> the nighttime layer. Yeah, I agree. I put frankincense all over me at night when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I love frankincense too. It's in a lot yeah. of my face creams because it's really good for your skin. Yeah. Do you, are you doTERRA? I did for a little while. It's not really, I'm not like, it's, I'm so not a salesy person and good at the pushing in the sales. I don't it. sell it. I just, yeah, I can't, it. yeah, I can't either. I, I tried, but it, I realized fairly quickly that that wasn't my forte. You know, I think that kind of rolls with projectors to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the exact opposite. It's of waiting. It's it's pushing. pushing. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be really creative in your marketing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out myself too. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to go with Rose. I love Rose. It's, that's a wonderful one. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you were on. And I, like I said, we will do this again soon. And thank you all for listening to Chatty Human Design. And I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.